0: Yo, 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 yo! Good morning to the people. Good morning. Thank you guys for being here as always. Uh, this is Casted with Chris, the NBA Betting Show slash Podcast. We got a lot to get into. Uh, not, not, not the most excited this morning, man. I'm not the most excited, but it's all basketball related. It's, uh, you know, it's a grind. Uh, you know, we put the work in, we put the time in, and sometimes you don't get the results. Sometimes you don't get the results. I was going through updating the units uh, this morning. And uh not at a place where I really want to be, if I'm being honest with you guys. And first and foremost, I do want to say that the, the the podcast is presented by the Basketball Forever Podcast Network. Um be sure to check check those guys out uh over on all the social media platforms. But let's get into it, man. I don't wanna um I'm never in the in the business of wasting people time and wasting people money. Uh my 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 own as well, right? Just that that's just that's just not what we're here for. So um, I love the spots over the weekend, but we, we are not, um, in the positive, especially on the show, right? So overall I'm looking at, um, plus four, plus 4.54 units, um, overall. And that's, uh, that's, uh, in totality. So I'm doing the evening show, the, the NBA crispy capping show in the evening. So all together, collectively, I'm plus four, 4.54 units on the season which isn't too bad but on the show plays I'm actually minus 2.32 units and I think that's because the player props would come out you know later in the evening and we've hit a couple ladders and um or or at least you know uh close to completing the, uh you know the whole ladder on taking a player points prop to go um all the way to the top so uh we got to you know I just got to got to lock back in and do a little bit better I gave out yesterday if you tapped into to um, the the spaces that I did or the morning show that I did, I gave out a couple plays that I felt really, really good about. I gave out the, um, and that'll, that'll segue us into the recap. I'm going to, not going to take too long on the recap, but uh, yesterday I gave out um, the Pelicans first quarter, first half, and um, that did not go as planned. Saturday I gave out the Philadelphia 76ers first quarter, um first half that didn't I gave out a team total on Saturday I gave out a spread on sun on Sunday on yesterday and neither one of them went as planned um love the spots like I I don't look back at my plays and think like man I I probably shouldn't have done that I look back at them thinking like okay the data supported it I love the spot for these teams uh the Sixers are shelling themselves we kind of talked about yesterday I'm not gonna touch too much on that um, and I was just disappointed in, I was disappointed in the Pelicans, especially being their first home game yesterday. Um, and I, like I told you guys yesterday, I doubled down on that as well. So uh, also yesterday, I gave up Valanchunas rebounds. Uh, Valanchunas was actually played off the court yesterday. If you watch the Utah Jazz play, they they run a, a set where everybody on the floor can shoot the ball. They can spread the ball uh, extremely well. They have um, guys like Kelly Olenek and Lori Marketing who can play the five. And they uh pretty much just set a lot of pick and rolls and the jazz shoot a lot of threes. And those guys can shoot the ball as well. So um Valentines would drop and the Pelicans would uh be in and in, in, uh he would drop into the paint and they would get wide open shots. Uh the Jazz would um, so he ended up getting played off the floor. They end up putting Coach Willie Green ended up putting running with Larry Nance to close the game. That game ended up going to overtime yesterday. And uh, the Jazz won. They they're actually three and zero. So shout out to them. Congratulations to the Jazz. I didn't did not see that one coming, but I think a lot of people would say the same. Um, and Valanciunas, like I said, got played off the floor. The Jazz also rebound the ball a little bit better than I think um, most people thought. I know myself; I didn't think that they would rebound the ball that well, but they've actually looked good rebounding the ball too. So, um, and then also I gave out uh, I gave out Kelly Oubre ladder. Um, Oubre started the game. 0 for four in the first quarter, just looked like he was not supposed to be out there filing three point shooters. He looked terrible at the beginning of the game. I think he was like uh, three for 10 um, before he actually, you know, got going one for nine, something like that. Uh, And of course, he finished with 24 points. So he cashed it over 19 and a half. If you played that one, I got it at minus minus one thirteen. His line actually dropped towards the the start of the game, which I thought was weird to 18 and a half. So you could have got a better number. Um, and then I allotted his 25 points and his 30 points, but those were only quarter unit plays. And of course, he finished with 24 and not get the 25, which was plus 270. So overall, it wasn't the greatest day. Uh, one and two on the recap because I, like I said, I gave out Valentino's rebounds didn't cash, uh, Ubre points did cash, and the Pelicans' first quarter didn't cash either. Uh, I also played the Pelicans' first half as well. So that was another loss for me, but that was a personal loss. So, um, yeah, like I said, update uh unit-wise, I am up 4.54 units uh overall if you've been tapping into both of you know the, um this the NBA Crispy Captain show and the actual um cast it with Chris this this morning show. So, uh d- 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 let's get into today, man. Let's get into today. We we, we do got a a, a little slate. I uh, appreciate you guys in the chat. Um we do got a little slate. Uh Let's see what we got. We got uh we got the Pacers going to the 76ers. Let me just get the banner up. We got the Pacers going to the 76ers today. Uh, and I and I, I talked about it the other day. Sometimes I gotta wait and see it, man. I think um, you know, looking at this game, capping this game, you get a Pacers team that's coming in here. That they're, they're they're off uh both teams are off a day's rest. The Pacers got their first win on Saturday at home versus Detroit. Um, it should be a smash spot smash for uh, the 76ers in this one. But we thought the same thing on Saturday against the Spurs, who are both bottom feeders in, in the NBA right now and both teams looking to rebuild. So I'm not laying at 11 and a half with, with the 76ers here. Uh The total opened up at 226. Um, right now I see the total has gone up to 227. I like that number a lot. Uh, I do think that the Sixers could score points, but I'm not they, – they're the slowest-paced team in the league right now, and if you look at it, they look like they're half-step slow. They look like they're moving in slow motion. Everybody but Tyrese Maxey looks like they're going about seven miles per hour down the floor, um, and Tyrese Maxey looked like he's doing 110. They just look so slow. James Harden looked like – I know he looked good, you know, earlier, but James Harden, like, he he still have has lost a step for sure. Um, the Sixers come into this game 0-3. Worst record in the league tied with the Lakers. Uh, and I think the interesting point I brought this up the other day, and B talked about his conditioning affecting. I think it's affecting the pace of play, it's definitely affecting how um he's looked so far. Uh, and and, and it's frustrating because as a handicapper, as a better, you want to know as much information as you possibly can, but it wasn't until the, the start of the season that well, it wasn't until the actually till they went 0 and 2 that uh, Doc Rivers actually came out and said that Joel Embiid had the plantar fasciitis. And then it came out, I guess Joel B talked about it after the loss because he skipped media day. I mean, he skipped the post-game press conference after day, uh, after the second loss. But uh, after the third loss against the Spurs, he said that, you know, for, for two months he didn't get a chance to really do anything. And that would have been nice to know If because I, I took his point prop on, on opening night. Will I be looking to back it? Uh, tonight? No. Do the Pacers have anybody that can guard him? No. Uh, But, and I know he had 40 the other day against the Spurs, but yeah, I'm just, I'm probably staying off of this team. I do like the total though. I like the total to go over to 27. I'm not going to make that an official play. Uh, But what I had was since, since the start of the last season, I kind of mentioned this before the Pacers have played uh, when the Pacers have played without Miles Turner, the games have gone over 30 of 43 times. That's a 70% hit rate on the over um, when Miles Turner doesn't play. I think he's still out. He's going to be out for this game, but that's something you might want to monitor. He's supposed to be out for about a week. Uh, he should be coming back sometime this week, but I'm not hundred percent sure when on the opposite side, Ben Matherin has looked amazing. Uh, I'm pretty sure he he's, he's getting starter minutes now and uh, coach Rick Carlisle actually uh, kept him in to close the game on Saturday night. So, um, so yeah, uh i ben Matherin is he's amazing this dude is uh man it's it's crazy how good he is um the total is also six and one in the last seven meetings uh uh and nine and three in the last 12 meetings in philly specifically also the paces have covered i forgot what exactly the cover rate was but i was looking at it the paces have covered a lot of games um recently against uh They've covered a lot of games recently against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers get these big point spreads, and then they just some for some reason they can't cover them. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, four Uh four game, four, four in a row. They've covered four in a row. And uh they were 14 and a half point dogs last year, 10 and a half point dogs last year, and um four-point favorites back on the on thir- the 13th of November 2021, and they won that game by five. So uh so yeah, the Pacers have covered four in a row. Um, even if they haven't won, they've they've still been able to cover the spread. Uh and the 76ers need a win desperately. I'm all for this game. Not not really wanting to touch anything at all. Um, you guys have fun with that one. Do what you want to do with that one. Moving right along. Um, let me just check the YouTube comments. Captain 101 said good morning, love. Love your show and grind. Appreciate that, man. We always trying to get to some money. I'm not doing this show for any other reason than to share information into uh in the cash, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Brian, Brian said Philly land double digits. No way possible. Yeah. And I know it's the paces, but it's no way possible. I'm taking them to do that. So, you know, neither here nor there. I'm not touching that game at all. Let's move along though. Let's move right along. Let's go to uh Let's go to the Magic and the Knicks. So you get a you get a Magic team that's coming in 0 and 3. They uh, man they, they they look good specifically in the first half of games. Um, I was looking at some SDQL on the Magic, and so far this season, the Magic have I think they've they pretty much covered every first half. Um, but they, the, the, the trend, the quick, the quickly growing trend is they can't, can't close games. And I think that's, that's, uh, you know, that's normal for a team with so many young players on it. I think they're averaging something like 43, 44 points in the, in the second half, um, it's less than 25 per quarter in the second, in the second half, uh, combined. So, um, I'm sorry, not combined, but for the for the full first half, they're averaging less than 25 per quarter after halftime. Put it like that. Uh, you want to get behind a team like the Knicks. The Knicks just beat the Pistons by 24. Then the Pistons... Beat the, the Pistons. Beat the Magic on opening night. So you would think that the Knicks should be able to cover a number like this. They're an extremely deep team. Jalen Brunson has looked good. The Knicks, uh, they could have won the first game and on opening night, uh they went to overtime with the Grizzlies, but they lost that one. They they had a great bounce back on opening night, and now you get a Magic team that's coming in here. The Knicks are more rested. Um, but I'll tell you guys, I was looking at an SDQL trend that just won't allow me to, to lay seven and a half with the Knicks. And that trend is that last season, when the Knicks were coming off a win um, where they were home favorites in the next game, they were one and six straight up and uh, 0 and seven ATS with two of those losses coming against the Magic. And taking a deeper look at this game, like, you know, the, 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 the Expectations for the Knicks, I think, you know, certain people have a little higher expectations than others, but I mean this this Knicks team isn't supposed to be the greatest. I think I'm a little higher on them. And I was actually thinking about playing that team total over, even though I couldn't find a line for it. So I don't have anything official on this one yet, but I will tell you guys that Orlando plays the Knicks pretty well. Um, just looking at the head to head over the recent years, uh the Knicks won and covered uh by 30 on April the 3rd so maybe you know the, the Orlando has this game circled after taking a 30 point loss um and then but but Orlando actually covered uh back on November 17th last year uh Orlando also covered on October 24th last year so Orlando's covered two of the last three games and they typically are getting you know uh 11 and a half I see 11 and a half 12 and five and a half point. And five and a half points. So, um, yeah, I, I could see the Knicks covering, but I'm not willing to – I don't want to lay a big number like seven and a half against a Magic team that has a lot of talent, Um, a lot, a lot of talent. I didn't look at player props because a lot of things weren't available in that one. Um, So that's what I'll tell you guys about that one based on the research that I did. Moving along yet again, Uh th- 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 I don't even got a banner for this one. The Raptors in the Heat. I didn't really look too much into this one. What I will tell you guys is that the Raptors – um, in the heat they just played on on saturday night it was a three point spread um i think it went down to two and a half the heat jumped out on the raptors early i think they were winning by 20 21 points at halftime and then you saw a raptor team uh you know do what they do they they started to play some defense which it was weird that they gave up so many points at halftime but the heat needed that win When you see these teams play these games back to back where they don't have to move, uh, you know, as far as location, um, you know, the site's still the same. Typically, you take the opposite. So in that game, um, I want to say the overhit. Excuse me. I want to say the overhit in that game. um, So you would typically look towards taking the under in the back to back spot. Also, you want to look to take the team that lost because most most of the times when you when you're playing, and this goes back to last year. We saw it a lot last year when 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 it's two teams playing back to back. You know, you want to take the 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 team. Nobody wants to lose twice. You know, in a two game uh, split like that. But shout out to the Heat. They needed. They desperately needed that win. And it was one of the reasons why I was off of that game. Even though I like the Raptors in that spot. Short travel from Brooklyn after uh, that loss. Um, but yeah, you get a Raptors team that's one and two now. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm off of this game, but I would only look towards taking the Raptors uh plus the three and a half. Uh the total in that one actually went uh over four and a half. So so if we got an under in this one, it really wouldn't surprise me either. It opened at 217, and um, I don't think let's see what we see money on. Um yeah, still it's it's up a, it's up half a point. So open at 217, it's up to 217 and a half. Moving right along, so nothing official for me on that one either. Uh, moving right along, let's go to uh, let's go to net to the Nets and the Grizzlies. Um, really, really wanting to make a play in this one. Uh, like the like the spot. Um, I think a little bit more for the Nets, right? So, talk about this one. You got a spread that opened at one and a half in favor of uh, Memphis. Um, and it stayed there. I see a two on DraftKings, but most of the sharp books have it still at a one and a half. The totals went from 227 and a half up to 228 and a half. I like the over. I like the over a lot. Um, the over is 4 no in the last four meetings in Memphis. It's also 9-4 and four in the last 13 games uh, between these two teams, no matter the site. Um, I didn't play this, but I will say that both of these teams' defense have been horrendous. I'm talking about Bottom of the barrel type trash defenses from both of these teams. We know that the, that Brooklyn lacks the interior um, defensive presence as far as rim protection, um, and uh, the Memphis team uh, with Jared without Jared Jackson Jr. without Dylan Brooks, who I think is expected to play. He was a late scratch on Saturday in that um, in that beatdown that they took um, against the. Uh, Dallas Mavericks, which we were on the right side in that one, scheduled lost spot, and then this one I feel like it's a scheduled lost spot. It's, it could be looked at as a scheduled lost spot as well. Brooklyn Brooklyn had the day off on, um, they played on Friday and beat uh Toronto, but then on Saturday they were off, on Sunday they were off. Now you travel, and I'm pretty sure they use one of those days as a travel day, of course. And now you get to Memphis and you catch Memphis on a third and four nights, right? Because Memphis. They they had they exerted a lot of energy on Friday night in the win against uh Houston in overtime. And then you uh go to Dallas and you get smacked up, um, lost that game by ah, man, I think it was 25, 30, something like that. And um And that was the second night of a back-to-back. you get one day off and you got to travel back home to Memphis, I could only look towards Brooklyn in this game. I think Brooklyn needs to stack wins. Um, I think that Memphis struggles a little bit as well. Um, So what I got, I think what I got in my notes is, uh, yeah, Dallas got smacked up third and four nights for um, this Brooklyn, uh, third and four night for the Grizzlies. So the Brooklyn should, should be the more rested team in this one. Um, but then again, I think the other thing you look at is the revenge angle. So Memphis has actually owned Brooklyn. They've owned Brooklyn recently. Um, they've won six of the last seven going all the way back to 2018. They've covered eight of the last nine spreads as well. And, and, uh, Brooklyn catches them at a really good time. If you're going to take advantage of Memphis, you got to do it when they don't got Jared Jackson Jr. You got to do it when, you know, you're getting the guy back like, um, like, uh, like um Dylan Brooks because some we know that you know when you implement these guys back into the offense it it shifts everybody's you know position we saw it with Zach Levine the other day coming back in um in their home opener getting smacked up by the Cleveland Cavaliers in that game. So I think you know Memphis is they're struggling defensively they're allowing 123 point seven points per game which which is second last in the NBA right now. It's crazy to think you know a defensive team like Memphis is averaging is giving up 123 uh and a half points per game but it's true you look at the opposite side and this is one of the reasons why I like the over in this game you look at the opposite side and Brooklyn's defense is allowed 117 and a half points a game themselves they rank 21st right and then you get uh the 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 Brooklyn Brooklyn's offense has only scored 108.2 points per game. But when you look at the opponent, it makes sense. They had a Pelicans team that is very long um, and played very great defense against them on opening night. And then they had a Toronto team that's also one of the better defensive teams in the league. And they're scrappy on defense as well. So, um, you know, they only scored 108 and a half points tonight. But I look for Brooklyn to probably go over their team total in this one. They're the more rested team, like I said. Um, I like the over for the full game as well. And um, I think we get a lot of points in this one, but I, I think that Brooklyn has a little more firepower than than Memphis does right now, uh, especially with them, you know, probably looking to to um, to uh, to I'm sorry, with with Brooklyn looking to uh, you know stack some wins. They need a win. I'm pretty sure they you know got those games circled. Uh, and I expect Memphis to play hard, they, they, and that's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily want to play the game. Uh, it's because they got smacked up the way that they did. They should come out here with something. I think, you know, Coach has them motivated to do what they're supposed to do, but um, I would only be able to look towards Brooklyn plus the two. Uh, almost locked this one in, but I didn't play it quite yet. Um, I just like I – like, I think it's a Brooklyn spot. I definitely think it's a Brooklyn spot for sure. And what else we got? Celtics and the Bulls. Uh, not – too much on this one. The line for this one opened at five in favor of the Celtics. The Bulls are, um, some money's coming on the Bulls. The line has gone from five down to four and a half. The total was at 221 last night when I looked at it. Let me see what the total is right now. Uh, the total right now is at 223 and a half, and I, I like that number a lot. Uh, um, we we know Missoula talked about the Boston Celtics trying to get out and push the pace, score a lot of points. Um, specifically in transition. And I think that they do that. I, I don't see the bulls really stopping anybody. Uh, they got embarrassed. So you know, in, in their home opener with Zach Levine. So, you know, theoretically, you know, in the second game back is where they're supposed to gel, you know, based on the trends, based on the numbers. Um, both of these teams are coming off one day's rest, uh, seven point win for Boston and Orlando on Saturday and the Bulls, like I said, coming off a 32-point season opening loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Al Horford missed that game against Orlando Saturday due to back stiffness, but I think he should be able to play in this one. Looking at the matchup, though, head-to-head, Chicago has covered four of the last five games versus Boston. Um, They're in a highly motivational spot as well after getting blown out in their home opener. I talked about that already. Boston is undefeated, and they don't look like they're showing any signs of slowing down at all, Um, even with – on the Orlando team, they gave him a fight all the way up until the end on Saturday. Uh, Boston ranked second in field goal percentage, shooting 52% from the field on the season. And they ranked 10th in three point shooting as well, shooting about, shooting, a, shooting, a, shooting the three at 39% as well. The Bulls, on the other hand, ranked dead last in opponent field goal percentage and their last in three point percentage as well, allowing teams to shoot 47% from three. So, all signs point the Boston team total over. I didn't play it, but that's where I would look in that game. And we're at the 23-and-a-half-minute mark, so I wanted to give you guys – going back to the first game, I wanted to give you guys a, a one official play. I'll probably have more throughout the day, so be sure to tap into the Crispy Captain Show, uh, 5.15 Eastern time, later on today. The only play that I've locked in so far is Tyrese Halliburton, going back to that Pacers and Seventy Sixes game. Tyrese Halliburton assists was sitting at 8-and-a-half, and, and I, I saw that minus 120. I thought that number was a tad bit, tad bit crazy, uh, given you know how how many assists and assists, uh, potential assist opportunities he's uh, averaged so far. So that's something that I did look at already, and that I did go ahead and lock in. So I wanted to give that to you guys. Um, if you if and I always talk about this. If you go over to um, uh, if you go over to NBA.com and you you know you're looking at the advanced stats, uh, if you go if you go and look at the passing, so Tyrese Hall, Tyrese Halliburton um, is averaging 20.3 potential assists, and he's he's uh, averaging 9.7 assists. So I think anytime you can get his line under nine, you have to take it. I talked about the 76ers being the slowest paced team in the league. But I would still only look towards Halliburton going over his assists. The best line I saw was a minus 120. Um, And I think that, you know, that throughout the day that lines probably gets juiced uh, even more than it already is. So um, I like that look a lot. We know that the 76ers aren't necessarily stopping anybody. Uh, The Pacers probably will try to speed them up, knowing that they it's going to be more difficult for them to try to score in a a, um, half court set. So I expect the Pacers to play uh, to speed the 76ers up. Halliburton have a bunch of potential assists. They don't really have a, a strong secondary point guard behind them. Only play I locked in. I put that in for one unit. Tyrese Halliburton over eight and a half assists, minus 120. As of right now, that's the only play I want to give you guys. Like I said, I like the over in that game, um, but I won't go official with that. I also like Brooklyn to beat Memphis tonight, um, plus the two. Uh, is down to one and a half, like I said. And that's all. That's really all I got. Um, Best of luck on all your bets today. We're over the 25 minute mark. I appreciate you guys for being here with me as always. Uh, Everybody leaving comments over on YouTube. Uh, Jay Jones said, Jalen Brown's bounce back game. No way he shoots less than 30% again. I agree with that. He was in an unmotivated spot against Orlando the other day, Jay. So I I like that a lot. This is going to be a Morant statement game. I can feel it. Okay. Memphis halftime money line. Okay. I like the young talent that the Magic has. Uh, Jeff says uh Knicks team total is one thirteen and a half and a half on DraftKings. I like that, Jeff. I like that a lot. Um, I might get there with that. Orlando's giving up points by the bunches, so I like that number a lot. Brunson over five and a half assists, Banchero over 17 and a half points. I can see that one as well. Okay, yeah, I appreciate you guys for coming through and rocking with me. Man, if you can hit the like button um, sub- subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Share the show, uh, 515 Eastern time, NBA crispy and show. See you guys there. Best of luck on all your action that you placed today. I'm out.